Welcome to Books and Other Things, where two best friends with seemingly different views discuss books and other things. Hello, friends, uh, and welcome to the podcast. As you must have heard from the intro today, uh, I myself, Abhijit Maida, and my co-host Kishor Manikar, we are going to review the book 1984 by George Orwell. and uh, before we get into the discussion i would just like to say that uh, uh, the the initial part of this discussion will be spoiler free and after a point like uh, uh, we'll give a he- we'll give a heads up after which we'll discuss the entire story which might contain spoilers uh, all uh, so but before jumping in kishor how are you man hi abhijit uh, thank you so much for doing this with me so i'm really excited with, uh, that you decided uh, for the green light for this project yeah let's the yeah. uh, let's hope this will be a lot of fun uh, a lot of things to discover discuss a bit of things that we never knew about the book about the author and uh, how the book is relevant in our ever changing times of today absolutely yeah so uh Uh, like so i know that you read this book for the second time i, I read it book i read this book for the first time this week so for someone who reread it how was your experience well for someone who uh, who read the book for when i read the book for the first time it was a difficult one and uh, going through it again it was no simple task it was a challenging one so uh, so there was one criticism that i read online i'll get to it in a bit but before that i'll just give a brief background of this book so that if someone doesn't know about it at all they can understand what we are saying yeah. so, uh, uh, so so this book is called 1984 written by a guy called george orwell and unlike the title this book was actually written in 1949 and it's a genre called uh, so it's it's a genre called dystopian fiction where uh, uh, where george orwell had a vision of the future but it was not that great and so the whole story revolves around a guy called winston uh, in a in a in a place in a place called oceania uh, and in uh, uh, in the the in the way things work in oceania is there is a there is a there is a party called the party and there is a supreme leader called big brother and no one has seen big brother no one has i mean yeah, i mean if you if you've seen big boss you will know what we are talking about so no one has seen big boss we, we you only hear the the people living inside only hear his voice and that is something what uh, uh, is was inspired by this uh, book Uh, so so this story actually takes you through uh, winston's uh, so uh, the, the uh, from the moment winston starts to realize that there are a lot of uh, like uh, uh, there are things called you uh, you can't do called thought crime yes. uh, there is the, the, there is their own there they have their own language called new speak and the uh, i mean in between a book there comes a point where one person says that the whole the whole funda of new speak is to reduce the number of language uh, number of words in this language exactly. so that you don't think of any other thing apart from which the party wants you to think yeah well uh, uh, yeah well, yeah kishore want to add well, adding a few points uh, 
i never knew that eric arthur blair the uh, the original name of the uh, uh, you know the author he chose an uh, pen name actually george orwell so eric oh, arthur I... blair's pen name is george orwell and he was born in motihar in bengal in 1903 so oh that's nice. a, I, so he he was born in bengal before partition that happened in 1905 and he moved uh, to england with his mother and he did serve in the army there are a lot of uh, places where the book appeals to us where we are not allowed to do certain things uh, uh, and how things have grown out and uh, how there is constant surveillance that's going on that's how we have the word big brother big brother uh, getting into our uh, cultural lingo uh, referring to google and facebook to ever hearing presence of what we speak and uh, how they control the information using their algorithms so so kishor what uh, if you had like 3 to 4 takeaways from this book which would be the you know the first one you want me to start sure please i have uh, yeah do. please do so, uh, so the first takeaway i had from this book was the first line itself and i'll just re- i'll just read it out for uh, if, if someone has not read this book so the first line said it was a bright cold day in april and the clocks were striking 13 and and just the sentence will set set up this book for you okay this this is the kind of book you are going to read it was a bright cold day in april april is is the summer season yeah uh, you don't get cold days and a bright cold day which is again an anomaly mm-hmm. and the clocks were striking 13 yeah so the fourth so, month so that was yeah i mean uh, so 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 that was the author just like i think this is one of the best first lines in a book you know after maybe a tale of two cities so yeah that was the uh, the you know the initial uh, understanding i got from this from at, at least the first chapter yeah the uh, well to elaborate on the book it's divided in three parts so the first part will dabble with how our guy winston smith goes around with his work and how his life is he describes his life around uh his apartment victory mansions and uh, the department that he works in uh his he works in the records department that is under the ministry of uh, what's the ministry ministry of truth you want to yeah you want to talk about the four ministries yeah man uh, i mean they are uh, quite ironic in their naming itself and they do uh, reflect the the political following or political nature of the party uh, the philosophical teachings more so to say double thing so do you want to name the four ministries for me yeah so the uh, so the first ministry is called ministry of truth yeah which is concerned with news entertainment education and finance the second is the ministry of peace which concerns itself with war yeah. the ministry of love which maintains law and order and the ministry of plenty which was responsible for economic affairs yeah and also i'd like to point out the the main uh, the slogan of the party which was which is which is very ironic in itself you know to again mention what you said about the bull thing yeah. which said war is peace freedom is slavery 
ignorance is strength yeah and uh, i don't know if we could go talk you know if we could jump uh, no uh, jump from one part to other but there is a point in the book where uh, uh, winston gets to know that there is a brotherhood that exists and he wants to destroy the party and uh, that brotherhood is led by emmanuel goldstein yes yes the uh, primary dictator and the primary uh, traitor of the party itself mm, there is one more uh, part where they are uh, he gets to know about the existence of a book simply referred as the book uh which was uh, which was uh, naturally written by emmanuel goldstein and in that uh, when we do i have... you want to you want to take it for later because yeah. the people might get some spoiler here yeah yeah sure yeah all right cool cool so uh, i i had one point when you know when i was mentioning that when the when i was saying the the slogan of the party which is war is strength uh freedom is slavery and uh ignorance is strength yeah. and uh there is a there is a great uh, share by javed akhtar uh, so so it was a long share but in 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 between there were two lines which said ki shehar ke hakim ka ye farman hai qaid mein kehlayenge azad sab <laughs> and it was pretty similar to you know uh, like just from the uh, from the wording that was pretty similar to freedom is slave yeah ki you know shehar ke haq farman hai ki i mean those who are uh, ki qaid mein kehlayenge azad sab hmm. they, they won't be free. they will be called free yeah you know just how how important words and thoughts are in a society like if you start calling prisoners as, as free people i mean like suddenly the whole meaning of prison changes exactly So the, all the environment and all the surroundings are still the same, and I think this book, uh, I think this was one of the initial books that gave that told uh, the world about the power of words. Yeah. That you know, if you control the language, you control the thoughts, and if you control the thoughts, you control the person. Well, in a, in a greater sense, uh, uh, the dictator, uh, the dictators of you know of, of the previous century. 20th century it has uh, inspirations from their deeds as well the book does uh, you know points out clearly how the uh, how the world is divided into hierarchies it has and how people sm- subscribe more easily to a hierarchical hierarchical structure and uh, mm. in doing so the, uh, winston in one passage not uh, telling exactly what he said he does uh, go through how uh, the party's philosophical and political nature came into being and how they have perfected the nature to control the very thought of man that he can ever perceive in any space or at any time talking about uh, the book itself they uh, will try to dive more deeper into this uh, Uh, into the very particular book for people who might not want to read this i my i from my side i want to say this that this book is a bit depressing to read and uh, for the second time it was a harrowing experience experience for me dude dude this this last week was so difficult i mean we had this 
audacious goal of reading so so just to give the 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 listeners some context we decided to record this podcast on i think tuesday and so we had like three or four days to go through this entire book and then i mean and we both are we have we bo- both work full time in our job so that was already there and and then reading this book at night so at night i tend to read you know feel good feel good novels and you know i i don't like to think about dystopia and shit, uh, when 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 going to sleep but yeah this week was uh, very different that is because of and uh, we, we don't even know why we settled for this book the primary reason being that this is one of the 100 must reads book according to a times article and this was the first books that uh, we ever uh, found common ground on because of the privacy concern that arise due to the growing dominance of google on uh, the search internet uh, yeah so that how we converged on this book right uh, yeah. honestly uh, we will try our best to you know make sure that we do go into the best part that we like the word the book and uh, give you the gist of the story if we have uh, a, if we if we do succeed in uh, Uh, you know giving rise to an interest of some kind in you i, I would definitely uh, suggest the re- uh, listeners to go check out the book uh, and take your time with it because this is one hell of, uh, of a book in itself uh, given the life of privilege that we live in we can't imagine our uh, time uh, okay uh, there is one thing that i want to mention uh, in a particular uh, point in the novel the protagonist uh, gets to know uh, says that that a good book uh, never tells you something that you do not know so uh, there was a, it he finds relevance to this thought when he is reading a particular book and uh, i do not know how it, how this how this relates to all of us but uh, i do agree with the uh, with him with winston for a moment uh, because that's how a good uh, book works it, it systematically structures the data that you have into a meaningful tool that you can use to you know obtain a means you know to reach an end hmm so so what did you make of that quote uh, do, do you think that quote has something to do with uh, this book a large part of the book i was able to refer to it because of its political context uh and and before we move to spoilers but i wanted to discuss one thing about the writing of this book and uh, what did you make of it like you read a lot of novels so what did you make of the writing of this book i also have some thoughts but if well, i i have it. not read a lot of uh, books uh, per se but my main interest has been dystopian fiction uh, till now and i have learned that the writing is not that Okay. okay i'll 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 go to it 
so there is one particular paragraph that i really like uh and and uh, i won't go into the specifics it just i'll just tell you what the paragraph was ki he was falling backwards into an enormous depth away from the rats he was still strapped in the chair but he had fallen through the floor through the walls of the building through the earth through the ocean through the atmosphere into outer space into the gulf between the stars but always away 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 from the rats and when like i i have mentioned this paragraph because when i read this one i could imagine that happening you know someone just falling through all the layers of earth and just you know dropping into space and uh, that was uh, so, so 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 in terms of writing i mean you know this was george orwell's last book i think so uh, out of his nine books and i mean it and it's a very fitting conclusion to all of his writings because it just came out uh, so you know till the end you won't be able to uh, uh, i mean there will be some uh, uh, confusions in your mind as to what will be the eventual outcome so so that i i think that way uh, the book was written very yeah. well. uh, for my take away uh, i won't be able to comment much on the writing but i would uh, be i would it would be less to say that i uh, you know adulate his uh, uh, derivations and deductions from the history uh, of the world and how he had he was able to uh, give structure to it in this particular uh, dystopian future uh, uh, how do you say this it's a, uh, it's more of a social commentary on the structure of society and how it evolved and how people do whatever they can to right. cling to it mostly the ones who are well off uh, and i think like from this point it's safe to say that we can now move into the spoiler zone because i also have some uh, so do, i also yeah. have some thoughts on what you said uh, but do you have anything to say before we move before to the spoiler part before we go to the spoiler part i think uh, uh, the relevance of this uh, of this dystopian future is you know spilling into our present and if we do not uh, be responsible with our decisions on how to use technology or uh, how to use uh, our own thoughts and how to use our own ideologies to define what is right and what is wrong we might our civilization might be doomed so we might get lost we might uh, damage our our culture to a point where we can't go back so that's a very scary thought when you read this and uh, yeah that's all i have to say about this because the more we dis- the more we tend to discuss the more gloomy we can get about discussing this <laughs> this book yeah no but okay so now that we are in the spoiler sec part uh so uh the the thing you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, recently abhi jo bola uh, about you know how right now is the worst time and things like that to be honest uh, like there have been many criticisms of i mean not of the book but of the people who tend to over analyze the book and people have said that uh, uh, so, so the criticism say that every generation thinks this is 1984 like since 1949 every generation thinks that 1984 is right now I... happening but every 
every all uh, generation also feels that the past was pretty safe like now we are in 1984 so uh so, so so there is this thing ki uh ki you know the, like people who want to wield power over uh and you know who want to know each and every detail of details of a people of the of their of the the people they are ruling over that has been happening since years like like years i mean centuries like when when kings were there they used to you know uh, sort of they used to have those insiders who used to uh take all the gossips from the streets and then tell it to the king so that he is aware of what is happening uh, or uh, and, and at that time that was a total dictatorship uh, now you you legit had a king who used to like whatever uh, he says is the command yeah. of the is the law of the land uh. so 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 then there was that there is a lot that people say ki you know we we do tend to over analyze this book because uh like these things have been going on it's not like you know it's it has just started right now and we are on the verge of downfall or anything um yeah what you mentioned is true but uh these uh, arguments or these uh, thoughts that we are getting we, we do have good reasons to believe that we are getting uh, you know we are getting a big brotherly presence here in this world because of of how uh, the business models have been set up uh, and the free products that we uh, that is mm. being distributed to us you know so as the common adage goes if the product is free you are the product uh, in doing so i had yeah. multiple instances uh, where uh, i had a brief chance to use instagram and and i was getting ads of things i have never even searched or have looked up on instagram so we have anecdotal evidence hmm. from people uh, around the world of how these things are uh, you know popping up here and there and uh, <clears throat> moreover uh, we do know about the evolution of the personalized bubble that has been created you know most most Tech, uh, tech firms you know market is as uh, market this uh, strategy as a you know personalized feed like get you know, things that are relevant to you in doing so they are uh, yeah, gathering yeah. data on what you care about and uh, this particular strategy mm-hmm. i is 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 a very toned down approach a very toned down uh, approach that you can identify if you are uh, if you are really uh, if you do really give uh, attention to how they are doing it and uh, and this uh-huh. the story in big big brother is a, 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 a is a more uh, aggressive strategy where uh, where you are not alone even when you uh, even when you eat you work when you sleep it's only when you uh, turn off the light that the big brother can't see you even then so yeah yeah so there were some parts so this part even i agree that you know there are thought bubbles and not just because of tech companies i think now we have you know um, like it has become our habit to only seek out info that suits our perspective so even in terms of news channels or newspapers like we won't we won't watch news channels even though there is no bubble there like 
you can anyway anytime you can switch the channel if you want but still we won't watch the news channels that don't suit yes, to our line of thinking and that is not something that tech companies are you know doing and yet like that is just our I, I innate do, human i do thing. agree with all uh, with that like we uh, we do have the choice but uh, the 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 part where we are failing is we do not uh, change that channel we do not switch off that tv we do not go to another news article and we do not you know turn off our notification for that particular country so in the bigger question that i think we need to ask have we failed as being humans have we failed as developing a temper towards asking questions listening uh, listening to others and uh, you know the big thing uh, that uh, you know in a recent i think a couple of years back uh, there was uh, a, a strain i mean there was a uh, what do you say uh, a streak of awards being returned because uh, the india that as we knew was growing less tolerant so uh, in doing so we have to address these questions because they will snowball into something big uh, if we, they do go undermined so if if we have uh, if we have failed to answer these questions is this because of the political dispensation or is this because of uh, our lack of uh, edu- uh, proper education of the big, uh, of the big issues that you know uh, that plague our uh, our country as a whole or as a world uh, well after saying this uh, we can take this conversation wherever we want to we can talk about the capitalist uh, capitalists and the growing inequality in the world uh, maybe uh, we can talk about uh, the growing uh, hunger of hunger for power uh, by the government i mean ha we can take it anywhere but right now we'll stick to the book <laughs> we'll let's keep the yeah. discussion for some other time right. ha so uh, ha i mean if you just want to take uh, people through the story yeah. of you know now that we are into the spoiler zone uh, uh, like if you want to just take them through the overall well, uh, like the uh, bad think, uh, story i would like you to start on this uh, and also add uh, the part which you thought uh, was the worst thing that a party ever did oh okay okay what yes. was the worst thing according to me the party ever did okay okay theek i'll just i'll just give the brief Uh, overview of the book so essentially the book tracks the story of winston as we said and he starts to find anomalies in the system uh, because he so, so there was one there is one particular evidence that comes pretty early in the book where he rem- so all the news all the newspapers leaflets everywhere say that mm. the oceania where he lives oceania is in war with eurasia but he pretty clearly remembers that four years back oceania was with was on war with east asia not eurasia but now the leaflets are saying that oceania has been since since time eternal it has been at war with eurasia and that is the first you know sort of glitch in the matrix that he you know notices uh, uh Uh, that you know okay like i either either my memory is wrong or i am like everyone is being served lies and also there is one other thing that he works in the uh, ministry of uh, truth uh, which ironically they uh, his his job is to alter facts every day 
so for example if the party today says that uh, we have had the highest ever con- uh, you know production of uh, uh, shoes uh, ever so now uh, winston's job is to make sure to change the past so to reduce the number of shoes produced in the last entire like t- till now so that current year's mm. shoe production comes out at the top and and just to give you an idea all of these are just numbers like no one knows how many actual shoes have been produced all of it are numbers no one can you know put their finger and say that these were the total number of shoes that were produced before and produced now so there is no fact checking there uh, so from uh, what from here we go to a point where winston notices a girl and a, a guy called o'brien and the girl is called julia and they both uh, in that in the first time he sees both of them seem pretty much aligned to the party but he notices that o'brien has has slight you know he he he, he thinks that o'brien is a guy who might be against the party just like himself just like winston and so he he He, he thinks that uh, Oberon will understand his thought, and that is what guy takes him throughout the book. Uh, uh, but he has pretty strong suspicion that Julia is pretty much a person uh, of the party. She is she works with the thought police, and uh, you know she is pre- she is like you know uh, uh, very ingrained with the values of the party. But slowly in chapter two, we understand that Julia is actually. uh not not such and uh, in fact she is also against the party against the values of the party and slowly winston and julia start to have a romantic relationship they they get pretty serious about each other and uh, they also rent out they they constantly break the rules and they they go and meet each other and uh, into far away lands that you know there is no tele screen or there is no one to record their uh, their conversations they also have they also rent a house uh, they also rent a room uh, somewhere uh, so that they yeah. can you know where there is no tele screen uh, so so that that keeps happening in the uh, second chapter uh, and in the end of second chapter obran calls call uh, obran somehow meets winston mm-hmm. and asks him to come visit him and that is when you know shit starts to turn great so so now Uh, so now we know that winston o'brien and julia all three are against the party and o'brien says that he is part of brotherhood and there is in real there is someone called goldstein who is you know who is planning to uh, upturn the the party and big brother and so all of them start to uh, and and then uh, o'brien gives gives winston and julia a book called the book and where where goldstein has written all the manifesto and you know all the uh, all the steps that uh, they have to take to upturn the government there uh, the part 3 deals with the reality which which is <laughs> exactly opposite to what uh, winston had uh, which is exactly opposite to what was in the first chapter in first chapter winston thinks julia is a traitor and obran is a is a you know uh, is is someone who uh, hates the party in chapter 3 we understand it is the opposite julia is the one who hates the party and obran is is the uh, is the one who, who uh, so uh, in chapter 3 we get to know that um, 
the the thought police comes and uh, captures both Julia and Winston, and they are taken to a place where uh, Oberyn, and now both of them are separated. Oberyn then uh, mentally tortures mm-hmm. Winston, and you know changes his mind. Like so, that is one thing Oberyn keeps repeating that we don't want to yeah. kill our enemies; we want to change them. so that even if they die like there is not even a single thought in their minds that what the party is doing is wrong so they don't kill till the time the prisoners or the people who have committed the crime change themselves internally so that is something they are pretty much you know uh, uh, anal about and apart from that uh, mm-hmm. and yeah i mean the end is end ंड that is for the first part and he was married to someone named catherine a few years ago but they separated and uh, this ha- uh, and there there are things like two minutes hate that everyone must participate on a daily basis and uh, this guy yeah hate week yes and uh, hate week uh, whenever uh, whenever a person was uh, you know uh, was he was caught by the thought police he was said to be vaporized and vaporized uh, <laughs> and it's quite interesting that uh, uh, winston had to handle a few references to some people who were vaporized and they would become unperson and they would cease to exist in the past and any references to, to them would have to be Uh, you know, uh, obliterated, and then uh, uh, since we are in the uh, spoiler section, I think I am free to say uh, that the party follows a you know a, a structure where uh, a structure of double thing where they can they have the power to erase the past and they forget the very act of erasure as well in doing. in doing so uh, they are able to have yeah, yeah. contradicting thoughts at the same time and uh, i think mm. there are a few parts in the story that uh, do appeal i think they it will appeal to a large section of the population uh, no matter uh, where you reside about uh, uh, um how do i say this um about humans thirst to belong and to have freedom uh, of thought and uh, there is this particular quote uh, in uh, in the novel where in uh, winston writes in his diary freedom is to say 2 plus 2 makes 4 ah you did not you did not say, uh, mention the uh, the worst thing yeah, that just, the party did ha huh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yes. just one thing, like you said, the end was pretty predictable. But for me, to be honest, the end was so. So you know, in this entire book, the whole thing is that just by saying that you know, uh, do something to a person, 
um it doesn't mean you cheated on that person or you know you uh, you were a traitor but when you actually feel from the inside that is when you know you have changed and there is this recurring theme that where julia and winston both say to each other that um like i will i will tell i will come clean on all the things like i will say that both of us committed crimes and you know both of us committed thought thought crimes but from the inside i will always know that i mean i will always love you like yeah. that will always be there that won't change both of them say that but in the end after all the punishments and after all the things they meet each other again and they are not not able to even match, like you know meet their eyes and both of them say that hey i cheated on you and when they say i cheated on yeah. you it was they cheated with their heart like both of them asked uh, uh, obrian to um, like uh, you know torture the other person like julia asked to torture winston and winston asked to torture julia and that was when you know the party or the that whole system won against both of them like they converted even the two of the most rigid uh, haters of the party and so that was not something i was you know i was expecting and even apart from that the last yeah. line of that book where you know uh, he he you. died loving big brother or something like that is the last yeah. line and that i love you big brother and that is the, i mean that is even that i was not expecting because he does foreshadow his death where he says that even though a bullet might hit my head big but brother. my thought will always say that i'll i hate big brother and I, so I there will be a free uh, thought uh, in the end i'm sorry that i'm cutting you off but i think uh, the love that you know arises uh, for big brother is because he is finally being freed of all this uh, perpetual uh you know what do you call is this perpetual case that he has been you know put into without his own will that has been you know how do you imposed on him uh, i no but i think that is the reason why he says i love you big brother at the end not during uh, or uh, you know after he has been converted he might love big brother but uh, he says it out loud no, only no. when he is about to die no, but that is the thing na he doesn't say it out loud he only thinks he doesn't say that out loud i love you big brother that is the whole thing in this book na that your thoughts are what guide you you can say anything you want but what are your thoughts and his thoughts change at the end and that is you know marks the you know the circle that okay like you know this even winston can be converted and in fact that is conversion na where you don't even remember that you used to follow anything else in the past this is what was always there and if there was any other thought that was present in your mind it was double think yeah. like it was i mean you just rubbish it that no that never existed but uh, ha in terms of book dude um, chapter 2 was the best and the worst for me well, i really enjoyed the the romance between and the, the like the the arc of julia and winston like how they how winston starts is initially hating julia then they fall, then they, they have that infatuation then they fall in love and then the whole uh, uh how they cheat on each other but 
I really like that part, but also the th- second chapter is also the one that I hate because it had that whole the book wala thing. Like it was a drag that that chap that uh, you know sub chapter. Uh, and the uh, end I we get to know that I that book was completely useless. disagree. It's not mm-hmm. useless. I think uh, the very irony of that book is that if if you uh, it the chapter one. Uh, it's uh, it's sad that i think uh, emmanuel goldstein himself was the uh, the guy who wrote that book he himself was the guy who created the party but the party decided that uh, emmanuel goldstein was not fit to lead the party and take it to you know uh, to make sure that the party ruled forever so i think नहीं बट ही डिड राइट दैट बट इमानुएल गोल्डस्टीन डिडंट राइट दैट बुक ना अरे नहीं भाई उसने लिखा था नहीं हां ओब्रेन रोड दैट बुक हां सो इन इन बिटवीन द बुक ही लाइक इन द इन द थर्ड चैप्टर व्हेन ही इज टॉर्चरिंग विंस्टन विंस्टन टॉक्स अबाउट द बुक एंड ही हेल्प्ड हिम राइट द बुक एज वेल वो भी था ऐसा है क्योंकि देख तू जब वो जब वो चैप्टर 1 पढ़ता है ना क्या लिखा होता है चैप्टर 3 चैप्टर 1 और चैप्टर 3 पढ़ता है ना तो वो उसमें बोलता है कि लाइक वॉर इज पीस वो समझाता है क्यों वॉर इज पीस और इग्नोरेंस इज स्ट्रेंथ क्यों है वो वो समझाता है लाइक दैट गाय एक्सप्लेन्स व्हाई सो ओब्राइन वाइट हैव डेफिनेटली नॉट रिटन द बुक बट इट वुड हैव बीन रिटन बाय लाइक मेरे को क्या लग रहा है देयर वाज नो बिग ब्रदर बट बिग ब्रदर ना भी कोई चीज ही नहीं है सो द एक गोल्डस्टीन गाय वाज देयर बट देयर वाज आल्सो गोल्डस्टीन ओके आई थिंक क्योंकि गोल्डस्टीन था and he wrote that book and he realized the potential of the harm that this book could have done and how uh, you know the party revolution could you know change so and then they turned him out no but from what i got of this book is that the party itself has created goldstein you know how they said that that maybe mm-hmm. there might be a scene that there is actually no war happening the party itself is bombing its own people so that they stay under their control yeah. that they are always terrified and that is also something i feel like that is like there is no brotherhood there is no goldstein all of it is created by the party so as to give a so as to give a common uh, enemy to all the people that this is the person you need to hate and if you have any anger if you have any you know hmm. negative feelings pour uh, them out on but this i person. do think uh, uh, see the, so, well uh, the way i do i think is that see the way uh, the revolution was begun the way the party overtook and the way how party uh, you know created uh, a big brother figure so uh, if you, if you read if you uh, read the, so if uh, the very title of the book uh, that was given to uh, you know winston smith by o'brien it says the theory of oligarchical collectivism so uh, i say so that is a reason why i think um, you know, that book was written by an individual to lead a party and the party realized that that there are elements that we could use to perpetuate the rule of the party without the you know author himself and the author uh, you know realizing the mistake that he has done maybe he had a frankenstein moment 
and realizing that uh, he was uh, he was scared and he wanted to undo what he had done and, and in doing so you know the party achieved two goals one you know creating a central figure of hate and also realized that they needed a central figure to do the opposite that is to love and uh, that was the main objective to create a big brother so here they had two uh, conflicting personalities one to hate and one to you know die for so uh, that is how i think uh, the party realized that we would not we would have a different approach on how we, we want to rule forever and to have uh, you know grip on the grip on power uh, in perpetuity so so See, i think big brother think does not exist but exists, the right? author the i suppose it's emmanuel goldstein he did exist but he was overthrown by the party itself mm, okay i think that is a weird for like i don't like even i feel that big brother doesn't exist in fact i think obran even confirmed that that big brother won't ever die because big brother is not a person i feel like big brother is like a is is a way of thinking. i do agree with and the big brother part but not die. on the so, i agree with steen what i my theory is that you okay. know in this book there are lot of times when they mention the purge that you know in the great purge like a purge that, that happened in the 1950s or 60s and that is when uh, uh, what i feel is that is when uh, what winston went at the end went through at the end where you know his his thoughts were removed where he was shown how many fingers are there and he he eventually ended up saying yes five five there are five fingers 2 plus 2 is 5 and what hap- what i mean what the party did to him then i feel like the party did to all the citizens in the great purge that happened in the 1950s like in the end of 1950s and that is when they made two characters one to love which is big brother and one to hate that is goldstein like there is no goldstein there is no big brother it's all run by a group of people and that is why you know obran says that in yeah. fact he reverses that you know the original thing is freedom is slavery but slavery is freedom because the individual can die mm. someone will just come and kill you like individuals die but you are a group mm. and your thinking process continues like someone else will take it forward and that is why if you are a slave like if you are a group who is you know running under a set of rules uh, you I are actually this will be a like constant tug of war between individualism and collectivism and it will uh, i think it will uh, it will be on the lines of uh, war spies you know where in double think it says that war is peace but nobody knows if the war is happening or not so this constant tug will con- uh, will i think it will go on for eternity uh, until we become a classic civilization ha huh, so i think we are almost like one hour past so you have yeah. any, any okay so i will tell uh, i think uh, i will only i only want to mention the part where uh, the worst thing that the party did i think the and in okay, okay the, yeah. the worst thing that the party did was to take the pleasure out of uh, you know sex succeed or yeah like succeed in taking the pleasure out of sex and all the small things in life um uh, okay any any last thoughts you have apart from this 
or how was your general experience in reading this book like not the content of this book i, I do not think we need more dystopian novels uh, to, to to give a you know a warning sign i think we need more uh, 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 yeah more realistic ones that you know that are realistic, more, that that act as a guiding hand to you know uh, to to let us you know to correct our path on where we are going as a, as a species or more okay. as, a, as mankind so there are things there are a lot of issues that plague us uh, yeah. that might even be uh, from what uh, plastic pollution to globalization or to right wing extremism you name it we have a number of issues but it's a matter of time that uh, we will re- realize and recognize that we need to uh, you know change the way we look at the world and uh, change the way we choose uh, you know how we mm. decide to achieve a end so it goes without saying the means and the end play an equally important role uh, on how and where we want to get the the final thing that i would uh, add from my side is yeah. 1984 is one hell of a read and if you think you should give it a miss you might be wrong right so for me the whole i mean coming to the end of that book i i always thought that winston will in his heart he will stay true to what he originally thought but when that last line came and i was like i mean even they managed to convert this guy then i mean then anything is possible you know uh, so so that was uh, a point that uh, that it was a great learning for me that anyone can be you know anyone's mind can be changed if you torture them enough if you uh, if you you know put them under enough pressure so that was one thing that i took away from this uh apart from that in terms of reading this book like i mean as i said like reading a book in 3 days a novel and this is not a small and this is a book that i have tried to read it since almost 3 4 years so 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 that was a good experience to you know finish this book in under 3 4 days uh yeah, yeah. cool uh yeah we yeah, so want to ask you only and, one question yeah you want to say something uh, so where do you find uh, yourself in the high the middle or the low Oh, dude! I mean, you know, there was a Puneet Panya stand-up that happened. Like he released a video recently, and he said that, I mean, people just want to be called the middle class. I, I honestly like, do not. I mean, what do you think? Uh, you, you, you'll fall in the now. middle only, right? Uh, my space in that hierarchy, that pyramid of high, low, and middle. But, uh, <clears throat> but certainly, it's something that uh, everyone needs to ask themselves. like where do they stand where do they want to be and and the most important question is do we really need such hierarchy or or is there an alternative uh, i mean but he does mention about this now that if there is no hierarchy then it i mean it, then it will happen that everyone has all the basic needs and everyone is same which will then run against the the human evolution thing now where you need to have a leader to guide otherwise everyone will have differing opinions and you won't reach anywhere 
and if you have a leader now automatically you start to get a hierarchy yeah we do have, so, i mean there is a lot of content to discuss but, uh, right and you know uh, yeah i mean <laughs> i mean this is that kind of book that you know you'll never stop and i mean it is like politics where how much you debate at the end you won't yeah, i mean either you won't change your i mean either topics won't yeah, end or just agree to like, disagree so, and you know let's go around in circles but uh, ha so here the discussion ends uh, and uh, well i have this week's book so you have anything now, in mind so do you want to continue the dystopian streak or do you want to break this because this is uh, this three parts now this three part novel is it's is in itself a marathon uh, so if if you i i think we could do dune or maybe neuromancer i'm only saying that because i have that on myself right now you uh, please feel free to tell me yeah. i mean we want to go to like a separate kya uh, bol sorry it's not boring like, it will be it, it yeah, might get boring for us a very also. difficult task to uh, complete okay. uh 19 like there is a there is a non fiction book called the righteous mind Uh, and the subtitle of that book is why good people are divided by politics okay. and religion by a guy called jonathan heath and uh, so so i mean that book uh, so i read reviews of that book where they have said that it is sub, so the so the author does a pretty good job of you know dividing like like when we like you know there are so uh, many people uh, i okay. agree on almost everything with them apart from their political leaning yeah and i mean so so many times it happens na that there might be like some film stars or sp- cricket or so, like you know sports people who we look up to we admire or businessmen yeah. but when it comes to the political leaning we are like ah why is he doing like this so so this so he tried to you know say ki why do you know people do that and but it it's also slightly <laughs> so people have read it written in the reviews that the author is slightly right leaning so so there is that thing that comes but it's a nice yeah. way to you know understand the other spectrum as well like you know but i mean i don't think you should read it now because i think I mean, it's too much. Yeah. This this book has uh, we do, 1980. We do need some time to a lot uh, of politics. Uh, I mean, it's our spirit. You want to? Yeah, uh, you want to? Let's do one thing. We could, uh, you know, fiction book. Uh, do the suggestion of the book uh, alternatively. Like you go, you go on with one uh, this week. Yeah. So, so the next week I would suggest. Oh, uh, yeah, we can do that. Ha so no 19, i think 19, 1984 we agreed ha 1984 that was the common book that we started with so so that's a, that's that's a score for both of us so you can start this week so yeah, the yeah, next yeah. week i will ha, uh, give a name yeah yeah, yeah. and I, i'm giving a book that let's let's try to go ahead with the books that both of us have not read yeah. so that you know it's a good good avenue for both of us to discover things so this week for this week you know i know that you are also running and i am also you know i am also i have also gotten in the habit of running so this week uh, the book that i feel we should read okay. is Done. the incomplete book of running by peter segal 
and peter segal is a i mean just to give you some context he is the author of uh, he is so he runs a, a a very popular podcast called wait wait don't tell me and he is also a columnist for runners world and uh, it's uh, i mean he is he was a normal guy like us and he you know uh, uh, sort of how how running changed his life how he transformed how when he transformed his running so why does it seem similar like uh, you know even i have not read it so let you dashan so jenny leaves him and he starts running <laughs> united states of america <laughs> looking okay. forward to that entry yeah, yeah i mean who knows let's see yeah cool so yeah. the incomplete book of running by peter singh yeah. thank you so much for inviting me done yeah chalo thank you thank you sure bye bye